A new report on HIV/AIDS has found that many people living with diagnosed HIV are needlessly under the threat of discrimination in their communities and even in their families, despite the fact that they pose no threat of infection to those around them. Scientists from the Sigma Research Group at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine interviewed African people living in Britain in relationships where one person had HIV and the other did not. Adam Bourne told me it was to find out about their experiences and to look into ways of improving their plight. We worked with a team of charities from across England, and we worked with them to help devise an interview and that would、uh, help them in the work that they do, helping to make sure we collected the right kind of data that would help them develop new programs for people living with HIV or affected by it. We interviewed 60 people across the country,、uh, and we we asked them all sorts of questions about. How they felt about being HIV positive, how they felt about their partner being HIV positive, how they disclosed their status,、um, how they managed their relationship on a day-to-day basis,、um, what their sex lives was like, and who they turned to for support, where they where they went when they needed things. It sounds to me like a very difficult piece of research to do. Typically, what sorts of things did these couples say? Typically. A great sense of uncertainty. Very little idea about what the future holds. Many of them come came from African communities and countries where HIV was a death sentence, where they thought they would die very, very quickly when they received their diagnosis, or when their partner told them that they were diagnosed with HIV. So, this great, overwhelming sense of fear and 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 and, and as I say, uncertainty that was kind of went throughout the whole of the interviews.、Um, a great deal of concern about childcare、um, and、uh, conception, whether or not they could ever have children ever again, and a massive—I keep using the word stigma—but a massive sense of, of fear about the stigma they would face from their friends, from their family, from other members of their community, from their faith community, if they were to disclose the fact that they had HIV. Are you saying that most people did not disclose?、Uh, certainly. I mean, well over half of the people have never disclosed to almost to anyone else other than the people at those HIV、um, services that they were accessing. Most people had never told their family, they'd never told a friend, they'd never told anyone in the community, and those that had quite often faced very, very negative reactions. There were a few kind of shining lights in all of this where people had disclosed and things had gone well, but they were very much in the minority. What sort of impact did the infection of one partner have on the other, and, and the partnership or, or, or the marriage? Well, it was a, a big, a big impact. It was really hard for them to know how to manage this. This third person in the relationship, and lots of people talked about HIV being a third person in the relationship, but not necessarily wanting it to be. They wanted to return to a very normal, in inverted commas, type of relationship.、Um, they ha- they had a constant worry about whether one partner might infect the other. Lots of worries about how to have sex, how to have sex safely, what kind of things they can and can't do. Um, concerns when one partner is feeling ill about whether they're able to do, you know, kind of commit to their domestic chores, whether they can still care for children and do all those other practical things that are so important. Now, many of these couples must have had children too. How did they cope with telling the children or not telling them, and how did that affect the children at school and among their friends?、Mm. I mean, quite simply,、uh, most often they didn't tell their children. In a lot of cases, their children were still residing back in their countries of origin in Africa,、um, and they didn't feel it was worth. Burdening them with this problem when they were so far away. In the UK, even when they were living with their children here,、um, they still quite often didn't tell them, simply because they feared that they wouldn't be able to cope with the news. They were too worried about the children perhaps disclosing it or telling friends and family,、uh, or telling friends outside of the home,、um, and then kind of losing control of that and not being able to to stop 
who might find out and, you know, who will find out and who might not. As scientists, you've been privileged because you've been able to take this specific community of people who are at high risk of HIV because of the communities they came from and examine what happens to stigma. So there must be a lot of practical lessons you've learned from this uh, that could be applied within the African community, perhaps within many other communities also. What sorts of uh, ideas have emerged to you and your colleagues coming out of this important research? I guess I'd start by saying that there's no golden bullet. There's no simple way of tackling stigma. It's incredibly powerful. It's incredibly um, diverse in the way that it, it's, it's kind of constructed. So I, I would say that to start with. However, I think there are some quite clear practical things we can do. I think we need to highlight the fact that there are people living well with HIV and there are people in serodiscordant relationships who are having happy, successful, fun times and that we shouldn't look so... Uh, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't look so on HIV as being such a negative, terrifying, terrible uh, in, in infection in that people can lead very fruitful and successful lives. And that, in some, to some extent, might help to lessen HIV-related stigma if people aren't so fearful of it, if they can understand that you can live well uh, with the condition. So there's a lot you can do to reassure couples where uh, one partner is infected by HIV. But what about the community? Because stigma resides in the community. Is there anything you can do there? That is an even harder question, unfortunately, about how you tackle HIV-related stigma in the community. I think we need to do more to educate people about what life is like with HIV nowadays and about what your prognosis is if you become infected and you are on effective antiretroviral therapy and the fact that you can live a perfectly healthy and normal life provided that you have access to treatment and you are adherent to that treatment. People need to be more aware of that message, I think. We need to spread the word about that it's, a, it's possible to live well with HIV and that we should have respect for one another and that uh, the community has a responsibility to combat HIV-related stigma and to support people living with HIV. Adam Bourne from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. For Audio News, I'm Peter Goodwin.